This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast. With host Ralph Malbro and featuring bloggers Andrew Juge of saintsnation.com, Kevin Held of the team drops the ball, Dave Cariello of Canal Street Chronicles. This podcast is nothing but serious football talk and hardcore analysis. Which four of you would survive the longest in the zombie apocalypse, and in which order would you die? Well, Ralph, no offense, you're going first. Oh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> the zombies would smell Dave's sugar blood and target him. They'd get his... I don't even have a joke, Dave! Now here's your host, Ralph Malbrose. All right, welcome to the Saints Happy Hour podcast. Um, the Pelican House, 2572 <laughs> City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. They are awesome. They have 136 draft beers. I hope you drank them dry this weekend because the Saints suck, LSU sucks, the Pelicans suck. But your sports experience doesn't have to suck. You can go there. They have an awesome menu. They have TVs all over the place, a 50-foot TV. And the Tulane doesn't house, suck. 25. Right, They Dave? don't. Are they going to go to a bowl? Are they going to go to a bowl, um, Do you get to go to a bowl if you have three wins? I thought they were four and six. Um, no. Okay. No, they're not. not. I'm, a, I'm not on my Tulane football. But the Pelican House, 2572 City Place Court, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. Uh, you should support them because they support Even us. Even if right, they had four the Saints, wins, that's still the captain's in the they, they I know. Whatever. They, 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 if they don't have enough teams, they could go. Um, the Saints fired whoa, whoa. Rob Ryan today. It, it, it got it reported. And then they're like, no, we didn't fire him. And then they did. Um, but here's my question, Andrew. Dennis Allen, how much better is he going to make this shit show of a defense? Well, he, and yes, well, he might can, not make it at all. Uh, he might not improve it at all. But, I mean, obviously one of three things happen. Either, number one, they get slightly better, slightly. Uh, number two, they kind of play about the same. Or three, it's just even worse. I mean, you know, which is barely even conceivable. Um, but, uh, and man, we, we've tried to record this podcast three times and I had such a golden nugget and now I just don't feel like saying it anymore. Yeah. But I know. <laughs> the, the Spagnola yeah, cause comment, cause you're, cause you're, the mic. cause you're tired, cause you're tired because you had to beat a 75 year old woman in tennis that took you to yes. three sets and you were late for the podcast. Yes, this is true. Um, I, I lost all confidence in my game and I, I had, I didn't know what else to do, but to, uh, make her run all over the place to win. Um, and you nearly killed yeah. her. Was she? Was she a tra- Was she a track? No, she no, but Andrew? she was hyperventilating by the end. She oh need, I think she God. needed a breathing machine. <laughs> Andrew tried to kill. Tried to kill. Hey, me she all. could have tapped out at any uh, time, pal. But Andrew, this defense—it can't get any worse. Kurt Cousins had a hundred and fifty-eight point three quarterback rate. It can't get any worse. It can well, stay the same, but it can't I'm get just going to tell you this. We said after Spagnola that it's it couldn't like get any thing. worse. I know. We said that it couldn't get any worse after Spagnola, and we're getting awful close. <laughs> Dave, you and me had an interesting conversation before the podcast started, and you were like, I don't know if Sean Payton gives a damn about this team because in 2007, 8, 9, or 10, if Brandon Browner – did the, I'm not going to tackle the guy with the ball, I'm going to light up a blocker. If he'd have done that, Sean Payton would have crucified him or benched him or just gone out of his mind. And yesterday he didn't even care. So I thought that was an interesting point you made. Elaborate on what Brandon Browner doing what he did says about the Saints' state. In well, I mean, I just, I feel like, I mean, there's a, there's a number of examples, but I mean, I, I, I feel like, the way Brandon Browner has been acting in the locker room and with the media, media, I just feel like 2015. I mean, sorry, 2015. Sean Payton obviously puts up with that, but I just feel like 2006 to 2010, Sean Payton uh, 
wouldn't be putting up with that and wouldn't be tolerating it. And I just, I, I, I just get the impression this is just pure gut and and feel um, of watching this team for so long, so closely. So this is, there's no factual evidence in, in any of this, but it just feels like Sean Payton really doesn't. He just has lost that fire. He just doesn't seem to care as much about what's going on. And it's the same thing I said. We we talked about Kenny Wilkerson. Like, I feel like if Kenny Wilkerson was alive today and he was still working and still covering, it's something similar to what he back in 2006 when he reported before Peyton wanted to that Roman Harper was done for the year. I feel like if he, if he did something like that today, uh, I don't feel like Peyton would have gone to him. Would, would have gone after him and, and, and I, I should so back in 2006 when he did that that was when Peyton basically L tips you know not rehire him and, and not give him a new contract Dave and, get and your audio situation under totally control bro after Kenny and, why what's wrong yeah what's, you're fading what's, in and out like a like a like an AM radio. <laughs> well, I don't like uh, but, but anyway, I just, I feel like, uh, I, I feel like Peyton tolerates a lot more now than, than, he, than he okay has in the past. Andrew. Yes. How much of this is on Sean Payton because he didn't pull the plug on old, old Uncle Rob in January? Well, I, I don't think they expected it to be this bad. I mean, I, I really think that. You know, they knew there were going to be some growing pains, obviously, and especially after you lose a guy like Junior Gallette, who you were counting on on the field. You know, I think they they ended up having to get rid of him, but I think at first they were thinking, okay, maybe he can be part of the pass rush here. And I mean, there's just—I don't think they expected to be this bad. I mean, I think they expected Ellerby and and Anthony, and and so I don't really blame Sean Payton for giving Rob Ryan a second chance. I mean, I think how much. How much of it, Andrew, though, how much of it is just injuries and bad luck? And how much of it is they botched evaluations of Brandon Browner mm-hmm. and what they had on the defensive line? How much of it is well, that? Well, I think that's part of it. I definitely think from a just pure talent evaluation, and it's not just on defense. I think across the roster, just the job they've done drafting has kind of set up Rob Ryan to fail. But I think... I mean, it's hard for me to gauge how good or bad Rod Bryan is. I, I think the main thing is I don't think he's an elite coach by by any standard, but um, I, I think he, he could have been in a better situation looking back on it. And I think I just look back on really the staff, and you look at some of the guys that he was teamed up with, and really this was Sean Payton's call. Before they even hired Rod Bryan, they said, all right, we're going to be a 3-4 defense now. And Joe Vitt is still a coach there. Uh, Johnson is still at the. They should have made Joe Vitt the defensive yeah, coordinator. Yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> scooter defense man. That would have been that. Come on, Andrew. We were we were talking about lunch today. That would have been phenomenal. <laughs> Joe Vitt going up and down the sideline on the scooter. Like, yeah, the, come on. Six weeks. The Vicodin defense would have been would have been oh, delicious. Oh my god, that would have been phenomenal. Yeah. For for joke purposes, it would have definitely made it more entertaining. But I, for me, I think the main thing with Ryan is he was. So- okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
set up to fail. It was Sean Payton's guys on his staff. He didn't have any jurisdiction over which guys are going to be on his staff. When has Rob Ryan succeeded as a defensive coordinator that in, in, in a year that's not That's fair. That's fair. Um, I agree with you there, but I just don't think he ever really had a chance to succeed in this, in this particular climate. I mean, you, you combine a coaching staff, which he inherited, which is all Sean Payton's guys, who may or may not know his scheme, who may or may not know teaching the defense the way he wants it taught, and and a, and a cast of players that were poorly evaluated. I mean, he, he was given a second-round pick corner, Stanley Jean-Baptiste, who can't, can't make the roster. You know, and he was get, he was given free agents, Jairus Bird, who can't get on the field, Brandon Browner, who's been a disaster, Anthony Spencer, who didn't even make the team. I mean, you go up and down the list, and it's just, you know, the, the guys that they've given him um, just frankly haven't been good enough. Suck. Dave, what what is up like with Jared? You know what you know what? I just I want to talk about this because I, I, it's good that he's back on the field. That that's half the battle right there. It was that was frustrating enough, and now he's on the field. And I don't know how how healthy he is. I don't know at what percentage. Uh, he looked pretty healthy on that. Yes, yeah, but he, he, you're right. He did, and that was the good play. But where are these interceptions? He's supposed to be since like for the last three, four years, he's supposed to have more interceptions than any safety in the league. And all of that came with the bills, I guess, because none of them have come with the saints. It's like, so where, so where is that? Where is that production? That's why we signed this guy. That's why we paid this guy all this money. Andrew, what, where is this? What's going on? Is it, is it because, is it because of the scheme? Are they not I, utilizing I, 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 I him the way he needs to be utilized? Yeah, I, I definitely think part of it is scheme. Um, the Saints like to play Vaccaro near the line of scrimmage, which forces them to drop Jairus Bird as a high safety pretty deep. You know, it's very, it's pretty rare that they have two deep safeties unless it's an obvious passing down. And they've got yeah, Vaccaro in like the box. Yeah, I feel like they play single so high safety all the time. Yeah, and when he, when you have a single high safety, it's just harder to get interceptions because he's the last line of defense and he can't let anyone get behind him. So he doesn't really have the liberty to roam free. And, and do that kind of thing. But what? But but Andrew, that 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 speaks to what the hell are you doing? Why are you why are you paying somebody sixty million dollars to do that when you could have Raphael Bush do it for two and a half million? Um. Yeah. No. I I think it's it's a poor vision for. I just I I think this all was poorly executed, and I think it's a combination of number one, Mickey Loomis not really being a football guy. So kind of trusting other people to make decisions for him because he doesn't really know the the X's and O's. And Sean Payton being an offensive guy and just not really paying attention to that side of the ball. You know, he, he he's so, done a fantastic job of having a top five offense pretty much every year that he's been with the Saints. But defensively, it's been really hit or miss. Yeah, I mean, Dave, Dennis Allen's got six weeks to prove that he can be competent and and show changes or whatever i'm saying in six weeks there is no way that this defense is any worse than it was yesterday it can't be any worse am i am i wrong to believe that no i I, you know andrew said before that it could be worse they could give up a record an nfl record in points but one i don't think that's 73 73 73. i I don't i don't see that happening uh no i mean oh god that's what You've just jinxed them. Oh. <laughs> Seven, uh, I mean, 73 is a lot of points. I, you know, I, I, think the, um, I think the situation is, uh, is good for Dennis Allen. I think this is, this is where you want to be. You want to be taking over a defense that really has hit rock bottom and can't go anywhere yep. but up. It's After a bye week, you'll get some guys back. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and this really is his chance. And, and I think it's a smart move for the organization and for, and for, and for Peyton, assuming he sticks around because, um, he basically, he, he gets to audition, uh, Allen. And if he, then after six games, he gets to make a decision yeah. and has a little, uh, a little evidence behind it to make that decision, whether he wants to keep him and whether he likes what he sees or whether he wants to get rid of him and see who's available. No, I think we, we talked about this before. And I think the main thing is, Dennis Allen was kind of a contingency plan all along when he was hired. Yeah, and, right. you know, the, the, the idea behind hiring him was, look, we're going with Rob. We're going to give him one more chance. But we don't really trust him that much. So we're, yeah. we hope things work out. And we saw that he was able to turn the Spagnola defense into top five. So we're hoping things will be good. What? But, no, I think 
right now, Sean Payton's given the keys to Dennis Allen. He's saying, you've got six games. Show me something, and you might have this job next Here, year. Show me some, here's something, the interesting, Show me something. Here's the thing that's interesting that I wish, because I don't care about the Raiders and because I don't really care about the Broncos either. Like, Andrew, I'm wondering – what do you think, or what's that sort of De- was Dennis Allen? Is he a Greg Williams guy? Like, what's gonna wh- like? What changes do you think he make? Do you think he's gonna zero blitz? Like, what dra- do you think he's gonna make drastic changes? You know, I, I I don't know. Um, I know he did a really good job in Denver when he was a defensive coordinator before he went to the Raiders. Um, and from what I understand, he he did some okay things with Oakland. I mean, as bad as they were. You know, defensively at times, um, he, he put some good things together. So, but yeah, to be honest with you, I don't really know much about his style. I, you know, obviously, I don't pay attention to the AFC as much. Um, so, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I'm hoping to see a lot of different wrinkles, and I hope he gets creative, and I hope he's different from what we saw from Ryan. Dave, would you be okay with the Saints, Dennis Allen going, you know what, F this. We're going We're going double G, Greg Williams, blitz like I'm a son of a gun oh, the rest of the way. At this point, I would love it, you know. You know and, they, and, they, and if they live by it, they may die by it. And, uh, but at this point, I don't think it really matters too much. Um, I, I would like to see a more aggressive defense, though. Absolutely. I think everybody would agree with that. They haven't scored a defensive touchdown since 2012. Yeah. You realize Atlanta and Seattle both have three defensive touchdowns this year. My God, it's been a the, the, the Saints drought between defensive touchdowns is longer than JFK was president. <laughs> it's like a thousand days. Yeah, it's like the Saints drought is a thousand five days, and Kennedy was president for like a thousand one days. Um. <laughs> you know, um, Andrew, we talked about this yesterday while you were driving back from the Redskins game. I forgot to mention that you went to that atrocity, yeah. and it was a two—it's a two and a half How hour drive cost? each way. Yeah, uh, I was invited to the game, so I didn't no. have to buy tickets, thankfully. And I stayed—I stayed with my daddy as an apartment up there. So, um, but but you know, the 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 theory that I put to you was, it's easy to play defense against the Saints because you know if your offense is rolling and it's going to score 35 or 40 like the Redskins, that you can take chances against the Saints defense and you can really try to exploit their offensive line and get a turnover or a sack because you know all you need to do is get one or two stops and the game is over. Is that a fair thing to say when playing the 2015 Saints offense? Uh, it depends on the game. I, I still think I think it's a fair game thing to say just in general maybe, but every game tells its own story and every game's different. I mean, even Spagnuolo's defense had a shutout against Tampa. So, you know, I don't think this game necessarily has any bearing um, on, on the other games. I will say this about just from an X's and O's perspective on this game. I I would say the one thing that has surprised me up until the, up until this point is that teams haven't focused on the run game more against the Saints and Washington. Yeah, well, I mean, you remember Atlanta? I mean, Atlanta was running the ball up and down the field on the Saints, and they just stopped doing it. I mean, they they gave Freeman the ball like 15 times, and they just stopped running, and it made no sense. Uh, well, they panicked when they got they, behind. They panicked when they got behind. But I just feel like we've seen this a lot where teams are getting six, seven yards a pop and they abandon the run and they just keep passing because it's a passing league. But um, I, I think we finally saw a team that's like, no, this team can't stop the run. We're going to commit to the run. We're going to keep running the ball. I, and I, I think I that's like how wa- you annihilate this defense. I feel like Washington could have scored six. If they'd have needed to score 60, they'd have scored oh, absolutely. 60. They they also um, stalled in the red zone a couple times. I mean, they they settled for field goals. You know, it could have been a lot uglier. Yeah, yeah. Dustin Hopkins, Dave, man, he made four field goals. The Saints could use a guy like that. Yeah, the, spe- <laughs> the that choice. If the special teams coach, he went he went into great detail for an article. He's like, you know, we have all these metrics we're using to decide which kicker. Yeah. It's not just field goals. It's How about you that. just use like, the old goddamn eyeball test? He needs to get fired. Because like he that's like that's his like throw that fucking the biggest decision he had to make. The fucking window. 
That's the biggest decision the special teams coach had to make, and he botched it. But, Dave, here's my here's my question. I was fighting with a lot of people on Twitter last night, and they were like, look, this offense, you know, the Saints offense, you, you've you been knowing for 10 years that this defense is, is a trash pile, Ralph. The offense only scored two out of six times. I mean, this, this is what the Saints are. This offense has got to score 35 every week. That's no, just how it is. No. And, and, Dave, I feel like people want to put – too much blame on the offense, but how much of the Saints' four and six record is on the offense? The the earlier games that they were losing um, earlier in the season, I felt like the defense was doing an okay job. They weren't giving up an average of thirty points a game at the time. They were giving up, you know, twenty four, twenty five, but. Uh, I remember that there were times at the beginning of the season where the offense really was was just a dead out there and just and just dying and couldn't get anything going. Um, but uh, after the first few games, though, it's picked up and they've been uh, and they've been pretty much kind of to their old self. So your boyfriend was rolling yesterday, Mark. Uh, I don't know why they I don't know why they didn't give him to him on third and let's, foot. And let's and foot. let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. What the fuck is going on? How does Mark Ingram run, break off a 70-yard run early in the game and only see um, he was, he another? Was in, Sean Payton said he was injured. He That's bullshit. You know why? Because he, they, they took him out of the game, and, and you didn't see him for a long time, and they showed him like slipping on that track, which is also bullshit. Um yeah, how many Sue times does that need right. to happen, by the way, before they figure out that they need Rich. to get turf all the way up to the side? Yeah. Um, but but then he wound up coming back in the game, late in the game. So I don't think he was too injured. And at the same time, then this game, you see C.J. Spiller getting 18 touches or whatever it is, when last week he only had six. So it's like I feel like they come up with the game plan ahead of time, obviously. That's when you game plan. You game plan ahead of time. Um and they, and they just stick with it. And, and regardless of what happens in the game, you know, they, they might say, okay, Ingram's only going to get a handful of touches, four, five, six, or whatever. That, that's all we're going to do. Today it's going to be CJ. And then he breaks off a 70-yard run, and they, don't, and they don't go with the hot hand. They just stick with the game plan. I mean, stick I, with the game just, plan. That's, I, the, that's the way I feel. Okay, well, I was at the game, and, I mean, I, just in this instance, I mean, I, I do think he was hurt. There was a couple times where he was holding his wrist. And when he went to the sideline, I, I was specifically looking for him because he wasn't in the game. And there were some trainers that were kind of talking to him and working on him. So, I mean, he, he seemed at least banged up. Andrew, the Drew Brees, screw it, I'm going for it from fourth and four at the 22-yard yep. line. Is, is that the biggest middle finger to a quarterback's defense in the history of the earth? I mean, at that point, I, I don't think there's anything to really read into it. I mean, at that point, the game's over. It doesn't really matter. And I think he's that's just him being frustrated. And I, I, I really don't think – I mean, I think it, it's tough when the defense is giving up so many points. But I think it's less about that for Breeze. And I think he's – you know, he's a perfectionist. He's frustrated that the offense isn't performing well enough. Andrew, I'm going to steal this from your fantastic grades – and I didn't really think about it until you mentioned it, and I went back and watched the 30-minute the uh -huh. game before, when I got home from work. Uh, Drew Brees' arm, it looked a little mm, yeah. wobbly in the second Yeah, half. no, I mean, he took some hits early, and I didn't really notice it in the game, but when I went back and watched the tape, you watch the the balls, how they're coming out of his hand in the second half, and he it's I could be wrong. I think he re-injured his shoulder. Yeah, I mean, so... But he's got a he's got a bye yeah. week, so I guess it could. Yeah, he can rehab it again. But you look, there was a couple throws. Like you remember the out to Brandon Cooks that was really low, and Cooks went down for it. Um, yeah. I mean that was a yeah. poorly thrown ball, and uh, the the one that Cooks dropped. I don't know if you remember that one. I mean that yeah. that ball came just weird out of his hand, and it was super wobbly. And I think that was. I mean it was still a bad drop by Cooks. He's got to have it. And then I don't know if you remember the the lone target he had for Willie Sneed was really wide of Sneed yep. and was kind of a terrible yeah. wobbly throw and he, I don't know I, I just felt like anytime he was kind of going downfield um, that that's how the ball was coming out and then he underthrew a long pass to Cooks um, that was almost intercepted and then he underthrew the pass to Ben Watson down the sideline and 
Um, you know, so he, he just wasn't making throws like he normally does, and then he was settling for a lot of stuff underneath. So, uh, to me, his arm didn't look right in the second half. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting point. Thank God they have a bye. Um, I guess, like, since we're on a bye, let's start to do the, the, the fun evaluations of – Dave, I'll start with you. The Jimmy Graham trade? We um, win. See, we win. You, you say it unequivocally. The Saints won that trade. Yeah, I mean, you know, they could they could probably use Jimmy, and I think the offense would could stand to use Jimmy. But I think more importantly, they needed help up front, and I think Unger has has been a big help. And then obviously, what we got the Stefan Anthony pick uh, with that too, and I, I think Stefan Anthony is your the leader of your defense for the next ten years, hopefully. So uh, I, I think the Saints. Andrew, win. how's he? How's he looking, Anthony? I feel like he I feel like he's been more down than up. Lately. Well, I thought the Redskins game was probably the most miserable game he's played this year. Um, look, I expect that from a rookie. Uh, you know, I expect him to kind of have some growing pains and kind of have one good game, one bad game, and that that's just part of learning life in the NFL, learning how to play week to week and learning how to play with injuries and you know you got to remember a lot of these rookies they've never really played more than a 12 maybe 13 game season and so you know they're they're nine games in um and you know i think you know now 10 games in uh they're, they're starting to kind of wear down a little bit and they haven't had a bye yet so they've been playing consecutively for 10 weeks um so and he's he's anthony is in on every snap so I think it's I I don't know I mean maybe that's part of it but I, I just think right now I mean it's just one game but I, I think you're just looking at the ups and downs of a rookie. I feel like if the, if you said to Seattle you could redo the Jimmy Graham trade and not do it, I feel like Seattle would probably say yeah we're not going to do it we need our center. I feel like the Saints would think really hard about it, but still do it. Um. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think I agree with you. No question, there's no way Seattle does it. I, I just, I always thought for minute one that Graham's just not a good fit for that offense, um, and I, I never thought that was a good trade for Seattle. Uh, for the Saints, I mean, it, it's all going to boil down to. I mean, Unger's a good player. I th- Unger's a good fit in any system. You put Unger anywhere, everybody needs a good center. But, um, you know, I think it, it'll all depend on how Anthony develops. Um, but I think if from the Saints' perspective, at least for the next five or six years, Anthony's your starter, middle linebacker, and based on that, I think they're just going to feel like they get more mileage out of him. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Dave, I know it's not the midseason; it's the bye week, and the Saints are four and six. And look, playoffs are are fucking ridiculous at this point because look at the NFC. You're gonna you're gonna have to. I think you're gonna have to get to ten wins. I mean, the second Green Bay and Atlanta are your wild cards, and they're. I mean, the Saints have to win out. Yeah, they have to win out. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, so I, I guess what's what's your what's your sense of at the end of the year, what will make it still a successful year if they don't go to the playoffs? Are you looking at is it wins? Is it the young guys playing well? What will needs to happen for when they finish up for you to say? I feel really good about 2016. I mean, I'd say they'd have to get to at least eight and eight. If they got to nine and seven, you know, and they had a winning record, that would, that would make me pretty happy at this point. Um, honestly, you know, it, since that's what's happening right now with the team, I, I, I think that I need to see improvement with the defense. You know, I think the offense is always going to be good enough. They're always going to be decent even the start of the season it was looking like maybe this was going to be the first year where they weren't going to be a top five offense but there they are again they're 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 back at the top except for this last game but but uh so it's it's the the defense you know i i I want to see more from the defense i want to see turnovers and I, i want to see um points being scored by the defense um that that's that's what i'm looking for from here on out Andrew, what do you want to see to to feel really? What do you need to see to feel really good about? Yeah, I mean, I think wins or and losses are less important at this point. I mean, obviously, you go in every game wanting to win, but I'm not really looking at the record at this point as you know, win or lost season. So for me, the main things I would focus on are 
number one, the play of the rookies. So I really want Kikaha to get back on the field, see how he finishes the year. Anthony Swan, another guy. I'd love to get see Andros Pete get in there and see how he performs. So looking closely at the rookies, um, and then uh, who's the guy's name that had it? Who's the guy who had a sack and a half? Whose oh, name oh, boom, I could never pronounce? Yeah. Oh, I want him to. I want him to be so good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want him to be. I want him to be a Saints Hall of Famer. Think. Oh, oh boom! Gotch him. Think of the. Watch him. Think of the. Watch him. Think of the. Think of the fun we could have. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, wait, there's. Uh, I mean, now and Allie. Whom? Yep. Help me out. No. What? Speaking Huma of Nau speaking of the tight. I, I don't even know that, one. that, that I think it's Human Nauanui. Well, I think I nailed it. Yeah, Human Nauanui, the tight end that we don't even take the time to learn his proper name. But I mentioned again, if you donate a dollar, you can win the rant raffle like Todd Newberg did, and he's going to give us a rant right now. But if you donate a dollar a month, you can rant, and Todd – He's gonna rant. He's funny. He's funny on Twitter, so I bet this is gonna be good. He's he's cathartic. He's got music. (laughs) Really? He's very angry. He's got music. It's phenomenal. So um, here we go. Here's the rant. All right, Todd Newberg. He won our rant raffle because he donated a dollar a month, and he gets to rant about the Saints melting down in Washington, and he gets to vent, and it's like free. Well, it's not free, but it's therapy for Saints fans. And if you want to have therapy for Saints fans, you can donate a dollar and you can rant just like Todd's about to. Todd, take it away. Thank you, Ralph. This week's game versus the Washington Redskins represents a modern-day rock bottom in the Sean Payton era. And by the time you hear this podcast, if Rob Ryan has not been left in Washington, D.C., then it's very likely the smoke of multiple splash reports has produced fire. And Sean Payton is already dreaming of relaxing on the beaches of sunny Miami, Florida. Perhaps he can ask Junior Gallette which beaches whip up the best times. Come now, my despondent brethren. Let's gather around and talk a little Rob Ryan. For 12 fucking years, this asshole has somehow convinced the league that his last name will eventually kick in one day and pay dividends. In 12 years, his defensive schemes have produced a result better than half of the league twice. Monkeys throwing poo at a whiteboard would produce better results. But you know, the players just love Rob. And it's not just the players who love Rob. The Saints front office has spent 13 of the last 20 draft picks in a feeble attempt to shore up this defense. We've mortgaged future success spending heavily on names such as Keenan, the often missing and always delicate bird, and recent fan favorite, Brandon Browner, hashtag no yellow flags. Add a dash of Stanley Jean-Baptiste and <laughs> Rob's call. Put it in a pot and let it come to a simmer. Mmm, it tastes like shit. Now, I love stats, and here's one. 1,050 days, two weeks longer than the J- that JFK was president. That's the last time any Saints D scored a touchdown. Amazing. Who scored it? Jonathan Vilma. Speechless. So much of the Saints' resources have been thrown at trying to produce something suitable for children's viewing. For what? My God, we've regressed. Uh, you know this song? Nearer my God to be. Oh, I love the music. It was it was supposedly what played on the Titanic as it slipped beneath the icy waters of the North Atlantic. It was also meant to be the last song Americans ever heard on CNN if a nuclear attack was incoming from the USSR. And today I think it's quite fitting. Drew Brees, I'm so sorry. In just two games versus the Giants and Titans, you threw for 892 yards, scored 10 touchdowns, had a quarterback rating of 125. This isn't some of the best football you've ever played. It might have been the best two-game stretch you've ever played. And we were outscored. Cuckolded by Rob Ryan. Drew, because of the unique skill set that makes you a future Hall of Famer, the organization could afford to give you less so that the defense could have more. The front office has failed you. They have failed us. You head up one of the top offenses in the league using the name Sneed, Coleman, Cooks, Colston, Watson, 
and a guy with too many syllables for me to want to learn. Don't hate. I'm only human. Anywhere else in the NFL, an island of misfit toys. With you near the top of the league offensively for years, consistently. Many Saints fans are concerned that the Saints move on from you after the end of this season. Me, I'm more worried you move on from us. That was phenomenal. That All was, right, we that got was twi- epic. We- that was epic. <laughs> Did you like the uh, closer to the from the <laughs> that Titanic? Was, that was that was epic. <laughs> The, the, the violin, the violins in the back, and just the Rob Ryan statistics were just—I mean, Todd, solid, Todd, solid he's, work, he, Todd. He, Give he him said, a follow he's, Todd was like, I'm impressed. Yeah, he, he said, he said, he said, oh, he's like, it's it's really long, and I was worried that he was going to ramble, but I didn't realize like he had a script <laughs> planned out, and he, and uh, it was just, it was phenomenal. And if you donate, you can do the same thing. All right, we got we got questions, um, to just a ton of them. Um, this is from Dylan. Andrew, in 2016, would you rather save and go to the Colts or Sean McDermott as the Saints' next defensive coordinator? Save to the Colts. I mean, any anything Sa- to wreck Alabama, please. Oh, dude, save because the thing is, no matter who Alabama hires, it's a step down. <laughs> right. And it, the only question is, is it one step down, is it two, or is it five and they're a dumpster fire? Like, Saban to the Colts, I want that because I think I don't, I think he'll fail with the Colts just because I don't think he's a good pro coach. I don't think he knows how to find talent. But I um, think he knows that he's a, not a good pro. He's, he's tried it. He worked in Miami. And by the way, thank you. Thank yeah, you, Nick Saban, for Drew Brees. But he, yeah, but he that, that's got to chap his ass every night he goes to bed. He, you think he he, he you think he views it as the one uh, the one battle it. you know the, the the one thing he's think, never done before so he's I think it is and I think he he would think Dave he would think I'm gonna go to the Colts Andrew Luck is already there that was my one thing in Miami I didn't sign Drew Brees I already have Andrew Luck I'm 90 percent of the way there like if he's gonna do it. Mm-hmm. It would be to the Colts. Like if it's if it doesn't happen for the Colts this time, it's it's not happening. But I think it's I think it's thirty percent shot. All right, this is a, a a question I'm taking. This is from Dylan too. If you could choose between ten and six with the NFC Championship game loss or the number six pick in the 2016 draft, what would it be, Dylan? If the Saints get to the NFC Championship game, that means they win eight games in a row. Yes. Yeah. I don't care if Jesus Christ is on the board at number six. I'm taking the eight wins in a row and the NFC championship loss, even if it's 50 to nothing. Like, what's the, like, seriously, like, what, like, if you're going to pass up going to the NFC championship game for a draft pick, like, you just ought to just root for the Pelicans and, and be excited about the process of winning. Like, seriously, like, come on, Dylan. Come on. Um,. If that would also was, guarantee uh, a sweep of the Falcons. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Andrew, this is a fun no, go, go, you. Going back real quick, you asked me what, what would be a season success. That was the one thing I forgot to mention is sweeping the Falcons is a must. Yeah. Oh, yes. Five and five, Like, it can be five. If you told me Saints are going five and 11, they kicked Atlanta in the face and cost them a playoff spot, and the rookies all look really good at the, by the end of the year – I would sign that right now. Yeah. No questions yeah. asked. Sweeping the Falcons is our, our Super Bowl at this point. It is. <laughs> um, oh, Andrew, are the Panthers going undefeated? Uh, no. No way. No way. Uh, uh, this is from Superfan Alley. Dave, how did Buddy Ryan spawn two sons who can't win for shit and are basically Midas in reverse? <laughs> And is Buddy available for the defensive coordinator job? Uh, Buddy is not available. Hey, Rex, Rex took the Jets to two straight NFC champ, AFC championship games. He did. So. He did. He did. Fair enough. Um, and I like Rex. Rex is fun. I uh, like both the Ryan uh, brothers. We should be thankful that there's people like the Ryan brothers to, to sort of Andrew. cancel out Roger Goodell. Yeah, I, I got to say, I mean, you know, 2013 was fun, you know. Uh, you know, we, oh, we got to eulogize was... uh, Rob Ryan a little bit here. I mean, you know, it, it didn't work out. Last year was awful. This year was even worse. But 2013 was, was phenomenal. 2013 is if you if you rated the Saints fun seasons, I think you'd rate them Super Bowl one, 
I would rate 2011 ahead of 06, and then I would rate 06, and then I think I would rate 2013. Yeah, I mean, I, they won 11 games. They won a road playoff game. For the first time you know, ever. And the thing, for the first time ever. And people forget, the Saints were kicking Philadelphia in the nuts until Keenan Lewis got a concussion. Yeah. Like they, they were in total control of that game. He went out, and Deshaun Jackson started catching bombs, and it got sideways. But, I mean, that Rob Ryan defense, you can say whatever you want. That defense was good. I mean, they held they held teams to under twenty points twenty points the first five weeks, you know. Yeah. And they um, wound up losing to the eventual Super Bowl champions. Yeah, and you know the game, and I think that game would have been a lot more closer and a lot more fun if the weather hadn't been just a disaster. But that's neither here nor there. Dave, over under Rob Ryan ten cocktails tonight. Oh, I'm after this podcast. I'm going to go over to Miss Mays and see if I can catch him. <laughs> Uh, this is from the gear fondler, Andrew. I don't understand why the Saints would fire Rob Ryan before uh, the Saints Happy Hour podcast had been recorded. Standing operated procedure is to wait until after. That is true. Yeah, I, I just don't understand what the Saints are doing anymore. <laughs> true, true proof funny, that Sean Payton doesn't care anymore. I'm telling you. Funniest, telling you. Funny, funniest new defensive coordinator, three words, Rita Benson LeBlanc <laughs> drops, mi- drops Mike. Um... Uh, let's see Monadula asks will Thomas Morsed be a guest on the podcast next week no he does do selfies from the plane (laughs) we Um, need the selfies from the plane plane. Um, Thomas told me he was going to come on I need to ask him again Andrew how long until Rob Ryan is coaching on the Bills staff yeah, you know, it's funny. He, he's never coached with his brother, really, has he? Um, at least since his brother's been a head coach. I don't think he's ever been on his brother's staff. Um, I, I just don't know how um, how appealing Rob Ryan is as a hire right now. He could be the assistant to the traveling secretary. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see what happens with him. I mean, he'll get a job somewhere, but he may have to go to college. This is... This is from uh, Kira's 16. Worst defense, Saints or Ralph guarding Anthony Davis? First of all, Anthony Davis, if I guard him, he's got a bad hip. And Pelicans, if you breathe on him wrong, they, they're out for six weeks. <laughs> I, I'll go strong at his hip. With your bad hand. I'll just get, with my bad hand or I'll just get like pneumonia and just being around him, he'll get it. He'll get like the Black Plague. I, I think I could defend him if, if he had a bad hip. Is Eric I mean, Gordon still Pel- on the team? He is. He's the healthiest one. He's the healthiest one they got, man. Man, I should that league that league pass. I should have just taken that two hundred dollars and set it on. Fire. <laughs> um, I'm I'm watching the twenty third ranked LSU Tigers play some hoops right now. Oh, how, how wait! Can somebody give me ESPN on the Bengals? Yeah, the wait, Bengals are winning uh, when, six to three in the third quarter. Six to three. How's Jeremy Hill doing? I'm gonna guess based on the fact that there's been three field goals in the game, not so good. I need well, I don't. I, I just. I mean, I don't need him to get touchdowns. I just need him to get. I just need. I need ten points from him to win my match. Yeah, Andrew, you beat me by four. Jimmy Graham gave me jacked. Diddly yeah, that's spot. right. Say it loud. Say it proud. I need ten fucking points for my goddamn number one draft pick. Is that so much to fucking ask for? And I benched Brandon Cooks, and and I thought I would guarantee him having an awesome game, and I did, but it wouldn't have mattered if he just scored four touchdowns. Um, Andrew, when is Rob Ryan going to give birth to what's in his stomach? Is it a boy? Is it a girl? Is it twins? Or is it? I can't believe that after three years we're still making fat Rob Ryan jokes. <laughs> because because fat, Can we talk fat about that? people are the fat people are the one minority in America you could make fun of. No, not on Reddit. Reddit shut that shit down. Reddit is Reddit's not a real. I mean, no, seriously, you can you can you can still make fun of fat people in America. You can't make fun of anybody else, but fat people are like open game. <sighs> I'm te- I'm telling you. Um, so the Saints they don't have a game this week. Um, so I mean, I I mean I don't know what else necessarily to talk to and how to wrap up the show. But I guess through 10 weeks, Andrew, what is the thing, if, if you could point to one thing that you're like, 
if the, that one thing, and don't say, you know, you can't just say the defense is terrible. The defense is terrible. But terrible. one specific thing that if you could, if, if the Saints, if the Saints had fixed it in the offseason, they'd be a lot better. I mean, there's so many. There's so many. <laughs> you can only pick one. You can only pick if one. If I could only pick one, I would say it, it's got to be pass rush. Because as much as they improved the secondary, and I believe they did, I mean, even with Keenan Lewis struggling um, and Brandon Browner being a disaster, uh, there's been times where the coverage has been pretty good. But I, I just think quarterbacks are way too comfortable. And, and our, our, the pass rush for the Saints, especially now that Kikaha's out, it's completely contingent on Cam Jordan. Either Cam Jordan's playing well or there is zero pass rush. It's all up to one guy. And so if they had done a better job of getting some guys in there, they could consistently get to the quarterback. Um, maybe if they had kept Tyron Walker, you know, I mean, little stuff like that. Um, but, yeah, for me, the pass rush is, is, is the Achilles heel. Dave? Um it's got to be something with the players on the, on the field. It can be anything. It just can't be like a general. If they'd have fixed the defense, you know, like it's got to be pretty. Like like it can be off the field, but it, it's got to be pretty specific. And it can only be one thing. Um, well, this will never happen. I'm 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 a real big proponent, or what's the opposite of proponent? I'm a real big hater on the fact that guys like Joe Vitt and, and Greg McMahon uh, are, are, are still around and, and will will Bill continue. Bill Johnson, don't just, forget him. Yeah, Bill Johnson, and yeah. will continue. Now, I mean, they haven't been around the entire. I mean, Vitt has, but but Johnson and, and McMahon haven't been around for their entire for the entire Peyton era. But I just feel like it's um, it's nepotism, and and I, I feel like it's it's bringing down the team and. Um, you know, they, they, I think they really need a refresh, an overall refresh, with a lot of the coaches on the staff. But it's just, it's just not going to happen. I'm going to say, if they would have, if they would have correctly evaluated that their guards are terrible, <laughs> and instead of spending money on C.J. Spiller and Browner, if they'd have said, you know what, our guards are terrible, we have got to go get two above average or at least decent guards, if they would have gone out and got two decent guards instead of Brandon Browner and C.J. Spiller, I think they'd be 6-4 and because I think Sean Payton could have card-tricked the offense and they'd have mashed Tennessee and they'd have, and they'd have beat the Bucks and they'd be 6-4. and four. I think if they, they didn't fix their interior, they thought Max Unger fixed it, but their guards are terrible. And they didn't, and they didn't fix it. And that's a, you know, it's a, it was a, it was a misevaluation of the few free agent dollars they had. They wasted. Did you guys see Junior Gallette got suspended two games? Yeah. Yeah, for two games. For two games. I found that comical right yeah, after go, they played the same. I almost, I almost went, um, I almost went Gallette not becoming a crazy person uh, and not blowing out his Achilles just to troll like ten people on Twitter that. Um, don't want to admit in any way that the Saints missed Galette at all, but I didn't because I'm a nice guy. <laughs> so, uh, Kevin, Kevin's going to text in about three and a half minutes <laughs> that he's asleep on his couch and he just ate like a like a boss burrito from Taco Bell. Like it's it's going to be like three three and a half. Yeah, we minutes need to get my boy uh, Ryan Harrison back on the podcast if Kevin keeps yeah. dishing out. Yeah, it does. He can he can call he can he can Skype us from Thailand when he's playing in a quarterfinal versus Federer. <laughs> uh, um, you know. So, um, how many how many old women, old ladies, do you think uh, old Ryan Harrison has just tried to murder Andrew? Uh, well, he probably just destroys them. He he, he probably it's probably quick and painless for them. I would love to like see like the thought bubbles in your head as this as this old woman after you after you trucked her six love and you lost the second set the thought bubbles in your head as this is happening to you and it's all spiraling out of control like yeah well I started you know? thinking oh god I'm gonna be late for the podcast you know that, that was definitely a thought bubble and then I can't really lose this can I you know it's like you know stuff like that and then. And I started missing, and then it was like, what's wrong with you? Why can't you make these shots? And lots of self-loathing. You should, 
You should periscope your yeah. bad tennis matches. And then, and then I was, and then I was like, okay, well, clearly nothing's working with your game, and she's old and she can't run. So now you're just gonna have your, your. Now I was, now I'm just gonna move the ball. Okay, you're gonna go there. Now you're gonna go there. Now you're gonna go there. And I just kept going side to side, uh, you know, hitting balls at about sixty percent. And uh, yeah, she she was hyperventilating at the end. <laughs> you were. Yeah, such well, a you know, whatever, whatever, whatever it takes to win. Winning, Charlie Sheen isn't winning now. Is that true? Uh, but that's uh, it's, uh, it's one entertainment tonight. It's got to be what? true. Uh, that Charlie Sheen has AIDS or HIV. Oh, seriously? That's yeah, he's gonna word. he's gonna tell the world he's gonna tell the world and Matt Lauer tomorrow. I mean, that's not surprising. All right, so, no, if he's using so, needles or so, having sex with lots of women. So yeah, so remember, remember, kids, don't. Uh, Use intravenous drugs or have sex with a lot of women. I'm, I'm going to guess prostitutes. But more important than that, <laughs> you need you need to donate to the podcast. A dollar a day, and you can have a fantastic rant like Todd. That's a dollar a month. That's all it takes. A dollar a month, and you get all kinds of benefits and fun. And you get to say that you're and you get to say that you're a podcast patron. So for Kevin, who's asleep, uh, I have a prediction. For Dave, I have a prediction for this week. The, the Saints the will yield the, the less least amount of yards they've yielded all season. The, so what, like four twenty? The defense will give up less yards to bye week. Bye week is going to have but somehow they bye week's going to have a some, some yardage. <laughs> bye week's going to have a bye week's going to have a QB rating of one hundred and twenty. <laughs> Dude, the, 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 the bye week the, look like Tom Brady. You realize you realize is, after that Kirk Cousins game. The Saints opposing QB now has a higher rating than Brady. Oh my god! They're gonna make. <laughs> that, that they, be, I'm gonna that have to go to. So amazing if they stripped Tom Brady of the MVP award and the MVP award was just the collective quarterback that plays against the Saints. <laughs> my god! My god, man! My god! I, I gotta go to work in two weeks when Brian Brian Hoyer is gonna shred them. Um, the Seriously, fun thing is, I'll how be amazing like, yeah. would it be for this? Is Roger Goodell's dream come true? Think about it. You strip Tom Brady of his MVP award, and you give it to something that spites the Saints. <laughs> it is. It's his dream. It's, it's, it's the a Roger good, Goodell like, wet dream. It is. <laughs> so go to Canal Street Chronicles. Dave has got all kinds of articles and threads and fun stuff. I like JR. And Owen JR runs the, the Canal Street Chronicles Twitter. Um he, he, he runs. He runs the uh, Canal Street Chronicles LSU division. <laughs> yeah, I like it though. I like it though. And and uh, Andrew, he didn't take my advice and just put a dumpster fire up for the grades. He did the Lord's work and rewatched that game and graded the Saints defense individually. People, you need to go there and give him clicks. He deserves at least that much. Because for, for for him to watch that game and like start and stop those plays again and be like, did I see what I think I saw? Like that's 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 a sacrifice, and he needs to be rewarded for that. So go to Saints Nation. Uh, so on that note, it's bye week, but we'll be here next week. So uh, until next week, the bar is closed.